Hernan Eduardo Salazar Montoya glanced past the perfect features of his beloved to find, as he all too well expected, the somewhat less lovely but unfailingly watchful eyes of her tia Immaculata. The old woman's fingers moved in a swift and rhythmic dance, and the needles of her knitting clacked and clattered in time to some unheard refrain. But the eyes, dark and expressionless, and without hint of mercy or moderation of kindness, remained fixed on her non Eduardo, and more to the point, on the porcelain beauty of Maria Magdalena Mendoza. Well, no wonder. Hernan Eduardo himself could not bring himself to look elsewhere when Maria Magdalena was near. Why should the old aunt of his beloved prove any different? For, after all, was Maria Magdalena not the center of the known universe? In truth, yes, of course. No other could begin to compare. They sat side by side on the cold stone bench. Not too closely side by side, of course close enough that the hand laid ever so casually at rest between them, encountered the stiff, embroidered cloth of her overskirt, close enough that he could imagine the warmth that radiated from her glorious flesh, far enough apart that the dragon duena would not open her maw and belch fire. And if that were an exaggeration, well, it was only a most tiny and insignificant one, for in all truth Hernan Eduardo was not at all sure that the aged protector of his beloved was in fact incapable of expelling flame and smoke if once aroused. A sensible man, any sensible man at all, should surely choose a beloved whose aunts were all blind tipplers and of a benevolent nature besides. But then, what man, sensible or otherwise, had the power to exercise control over his own choice of loved one? A man felt the stirrings of his heart, or he did not. It was not a matter he could determine of his own volition. It was a path some mighty and oft-times fickle power led him on to, whether he would will it or otherwise. Hernan Eduardo listened attentively as Maria Magdalena spoke in her clear, sweet voice about the troop of musicians lately arrived from far-off Hidalgo del Parel. It was rumored that the duenas there were kindly and of a tolerant disposition, unlike here. In the staid and dreary Northland, modern influences never seemed to penetrate, neither in fashion, in thought, nor in indulgence. Santa Fe! Bah! It was a hidebound impossible. He listened to Maria Magdalena with openly rapt attention, but his gaze wandered skyward past the sheltering branches of the tree where they sat and onto the night sky. He blinked, glanced once more toward Tia Immaculata, then with a feigned gasp reached out to grasp Maria Magdalena by the softness of her dainty hand. He felt the warmth of the contact, flesh upon flesh, skin upon skin, and before the dragon had time to pounce, he exclaimed quite loudly, "'Look here, Marilena!' A falling star, do you see it? And, of course, no swain could be faulted for such a moment of small excitement when seeing something so wondrous and luck-giving as a falling star, no? Where? There, no closer to the horizon. Did you see it? Really? 
or was it too quickly gone? I think I may have caught a glimpse of it, yes. He smiled and was pleased, because in the excitement their hands remained joined. And of course there had been no star for either one of them to have seen. Over on the adjacent bench, Tia Immaculata gave up searching for the now-disappeared star, or what she thought to have been a fleetingly visible star, and cleared her throat with an appropriately disapproving grimace. Hernan Eduardo obediently remembered himself in the wake of his momentous discovery, and allowed Maria Magdalena's sweet and tiny hand to fall from his grasp. But, oh, he retained the memory of it. That he was quite perfectly sure he would never relinquish. Never, ever in all his days.